You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 708 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. On today's show, we have the book review of Arena Tracks with listener Isabel. Following her review, we're joined by Cody Harrison, fresh off her start in the CDI Five Star. And then we're going to bring you a lovely trainer tip with our friend Katie Pogue. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. How are you? Well, I figured out how to make S's. Uh, <laughs> like I was just saying to, to these guys that, uh, you know, it, t- it takes a little while to get used to not having a tooth, but uh, so far, so good. And, uh, oh. you know, I've been to see the dental surgeon and I've been to, you know, to see my own dentist and oh. uh, we're, we're going to get it all figured out, but, uh, Tooth problems are no bueno. No, yeah. I, I hate the dentist. A real, yeah. This is a real problem. And I'm going to have to get a dental implant and, <sighs> and then a, a fake tooth for a while. And I, I think it's it. just a problem. Yeah. Oh, Phil. I know. No, not fun. I just, I hate going to the dentist. I'm not going to lie. If that were me, I'd just be like, oh, I just could live without this. Like I, ugh. I hate it when the horses have the dentist too. Oh, that noise. I just, my mouth hurts. There's no reason for it twice a year. I, that's the one day I'm like, ah, I'm going to let my manager do this. Like, oh, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let my manager do Tuesday. I can't ever do it. I hate it. Oh. It's not good. <laughs> not good at all. Well, you sound awesome. And I am, guys, Philip is coming to visit me next week. Actually, I think I'm going to visit you in Fort Lauderdale. But yeah. we're going to hang out next week. I'm so excited. We hang out all the time, but it's via computer. So it's actually fun. And and I I almost like your wife more than you. No offense. <laughs> no, we I get along too. really well. I do too. Yeah. No, let's, yeah. let's be honest. So Let's be honest. She's uh. awesome. <laughs> So we're going to, and I think my husband's coming down. So we're going to have a really fun weekend in the sun and uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. So we're looking forward to that. We're actually not doing horses together, which is, we actually do that sometimes when we, what we used to before COVID hang out yeah. and not do horses. Yeah, yeah. Have I seen you? Yeah. I saw you guys briefly last year. I was like, have I seen you since COVID? Um, but not as much as we usually get together. Um, we usually get together a lot. So, uh, so excited for next week. We've been looking forward to it all season and, uh, goodness, Phil, season is winding down here, uh, which is really, really cool. It's well, been a I mean, great you know, with the, they, I mean, they must've moved the five star from February cause now it's in March and yeah. The yeah, every year that the schedule just kind of changes a little. There's some some tweaks exactly. to it, and then uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, and and the five stars at WEF, which is uh, Cody Harrison is going to talk about it. She has been on the show before when she was. Um, I think she won the U25 when she count. She's come on a few times, and she's awesome. Uh, and to see her ride in that five star was like I was a proud mama, and I'm just her friend. Uh, so that was really fun. Um, but they actually move the venue for those horses, and and it's at WEF. So that is really good because that's one of the complaints about here in Florida and Wellington specifically is that 
everything's done at one venue and the horses don't really get an experience. And these horses are all horses, not just our Canadian horses. These are, uh, we saw Singapore, we saw um, Belgium. We saw all countries last night, which was so South cool. Korea. Yeah, South Korea. South Korea, yeah. which was awesome. So we saw all of these riders from all over. And um, these horses will go on to the Olympics and they will go to the world championships and off to Europe. So I think actually going to different venues is really important. And um, so that's one of the reasons. Also, the VIP tent's a little bit bigger at, at WEF. I, I know it's it'll be full tomorrow night. We're not in the VIP. We're hanging out in the uh, uh, not VIP section. Um, but it's it's super fun. Uh, you know, you can bring bring your own wine. That is one thing. If you ever do come to Florida, you typically pay twenty dollars to park. Actually, last night for the Grand Prix. No, I don't think they were charging for parking, but you pay $20 and you park and you can bring your own food. You can bring your own alcohol. Um, I'm sure if you go crazy, they won't like that, but everybody brings wine and little charcuterie boards. And uh, it's really, really a fun time and it's pretty economical. You know what I mean? Now the VIP tent, you can also do that. That's a different <laughs> economic thing, but, uh, usually all of us just kind of get together and have a big group and it is so fun. You see everybody and it's so cool to be able to sit down and watch, you know, last night we, uh, I don't know about the number, but about 20 Grand Prix and, uh, Jody Kelly and Katie Pogue and I all sat together and it was just cool to sit there and watch professional riders ride. And we, we got a seat right behind a, so we had a great seat, um, little box there. Nobody was in it. So we sat there and it was great. And, um, so it's one of the things about Florida. There are actually a lot of events that are are free or very minimally charging, uh, which is cool. There are other events that of course are charging. Typically there's usually a, a way of doing both, which is really, really cool. So, um, I definitely appreciate that, um, about Florida, but, um, should be a great weekend. If you, uh, able, I know you can find it online. Um, so we hope you enjoy, um, if you're able to watch and live stream the show, but Phil, we've got an awesome show tonight. So we're going to come back with a quick break from Kentucky performance products and get right into it. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked. Her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability, Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, for our book review this month, which is Arena Tracks by Christian Bear, we are so privileged to have Horse Radio Network auditor Isabeau on the show. Welcome, Isabeau, from Maryland, right? Yes, Davidsonville, Maryland. 
Well, we're so thankful that you came on the show. So tell us, how did you, first of all, become an auditor of the Horse Radio Network? Because we love that program. It's phenomenal. Uh, yes, I was a Jamie and Glenn fan and, uh, you know, was finally tempted by, I had to see what was in the auditor Poe po show. And then I think it might've been also Christmas time when I joined and I was like, yes, I've been listening for, for a while. Um, and the, uh, guilt for, for friendly got me. I'm like, oh, I have to join up. <laughs> well, we're thankful, very thankful because it helps keep us with shows rolling all the time. But uh, tell everybody a little bit what you get by being an auditor, along with being able to do the book review for our show. Oh, uh, you know, the community is really nice. The Facebook page is nice. Checking in with everybody on a regular basis is nice. It was fun um, when they uh, sold to whoever it is, a larger company that purchased them. That was neat. I just happened to luck into, I signed up to be an auditor right before that happened. So that was exciting uh, for Glenn, who had put so many years work into it for so many, many years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to be able you to up the food chain. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was really nice, uh, really nice uh, for, for him. And, uh, yeah, no, it's a nice it's a nice community, and I'm so happy to see uh, so many shows, so much stuff devoted to horses on so many different topics. So a lot of what I get out of it is uh, helping to support the horse community and everybody's diverse hobbies with it and everybody's participation in it. It's really fun just to be a part of it. Well, Isabel, uh, maybe you can you can tell us about yourself and about your your riding or you know whatever you're doing with 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 the horses. Sure. So right now I'm a barn manager in Maryland. Um, I spent the past year uh, taking an online enhanced straightness training certification course to teach uh, horses uh, classical dressage in hand, which was all done online, which was lots of fun and very interesting. I learned how awesome it is to pivo all of your work every day so that you can video review it. If anybody does not have a pivo and you're really serious about improving whatever you do with with your horses, whether you're clicker training or obstacle training or whatever you're doing, Pivo is a must-have tool. Having a video of all of your work uh, will change your your life. And so right now I'm barn managing at a largely dressage barn and training my one horse. I have a 17 one-hand KWPN gelding on his papers. His registered name is Lucky. So I'm stuck with his name <laughs> as, as Lucky. <laughs> I love that name. I love Lucky. Sounds like you guys, he's very lucky to have you. He is very lucky. He's got a nice middle-aged lady to spoil him rotten. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And I will second you on the Pivo because I will say um, one of the great things about the Pivo is all my students have them now. So if I'm here or I'm traveling, uh, we can still keep their lesson time. And that's been phenomenal because I can still keep an eye on them while I'm here in Wellington. And uh, I think it's a great tool and they can also video themselves and send it to me if something's going wrong or, or whatever. It just opens up a lot of, a lot of things. So I second you on the Pivo. It's a very good investment. They have sales a lot, actually. Sometimes they're not that expensive so on sale. I think around last last holiday season, it was a hundred bucks, which yeah. for what you get out of it is 
practically free, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, 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 there are other systems, uh, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, I am with you. I found pretty good luck and we are not sponsored by Pivo, <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, we are not, okay. we should talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should talk to them. No, I did try a solo shot. I had a solo shot too. And I got some use out, out, out of that. I know some people who tried the, uh, Pixio, it didn't seem to hold to hold up. For right now, the Pivo really does seem to be yeah. the, the most functional tool for most folks. Yeah, I agree. And it's pretty easy to use. We've all figured it out, which is awesome. So uh, we'll give an endorsement to that. Well, um, Isabeau, tell us, uh, tell us about your experience with the book club of the month book, Arena Tracks by Christian Baer. You know, this book is awesome. It's uh, way more dense than I was expecting. Also starting out from the very, very basics, which was really fantastic. Starting out with a couple dozen pages here, started describing the very basic um, figures in, in the arena, long side, uh, quarter lines, ba- basic circles, basic changes of direction and getting uh, basic circle and reverses and then getting gradually more and more uh, complicated. So anybody in any uh, discipline could really benefit from the first beginning couple of dozen pages. If you're a jumper rider, then you're going to love the rest, which very gradually builds up uh, serpentine and then jump courses. It is really extensive. It's a nice, tidy size. It's hard. The copy they sent me is hardcover, which is great. And it's not overly large, like it's smaller than an eight by 12 piece of piece of paper. So it's a nice, nice, uh, a nice convenient size. But yeah, it has lots of exercises that I've seen covered in books over, over time, but they are all very conveniently placed here. No, this is a nice, uh, a nice little book to have around. Yeah, I agree completely. And I think it's one of those books that even if you don't jump, like I don't jump, but I, I do polls and uh, we actually laid some out the other day. Wow. We're going to review this book. Let's do this. And it was kind of fun because, you know, again, here in Wellington, we're kind of stuck where we are unless we go off the property. So to be able to put out some polls and do some different exercises, I think is really fun, but also, um, like you said, the basic, just looking at, at the exercises, right. And, and thinking about mm-hmm. what you're doing, I think is really helpful because it goes through half circles and, and teardrops and 10 meter circles and 15 meter circles. And I think that's yeah. so important because, you know, we are moving towards show season, which is crazy. It's almost the end of March and uh, it's warming up everywhere. And, to, to be able to review this, I think is really, really helpful. And I actually copied a couple pages for my student that's down here with me because she needed, she was having some trouble with spatial arrangements. And uh, yeah. I think sometimes the visual of what it is and what we're asking is incredibly helpful. For students, it's incredibly helpful. Like on page 121, there's a diagram of just a single pole in the arena and it shows the multiple tracks you could take to get to that pole. So for yes. students, this would be very useful. You know, I hit up on YouTube and Facebook. There's lots of different um, people with websites and books using all kinds of pole exercises. A lot of them, though, have got like 60 poles out in the ring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is a yeah. lot of poles to have to move around <laughs> and yes. look cool. But I'm like, if you have four teenagers who can move all those poles around for you, that <laughs> yes. would be great. 
Um, but this book is really much more about learning to take the paths to the jumps. It's not about building kind of monster complex pole courses. It's about this is the many different ways you could take to get from here to there. Yeah, and I, what I really like is how it explains, you know, um, you know, certainly within the, the pole exercise, you know, it explains, you know, why, why, you know, what distances you're setting them apart and, and why you want to yep. be able to ride some trot poles and then ride some canter poles. And, you know, th- this is this is great stuff for dressage people, too. And, you know, yes. like how, how many different ways there are to to ride the lines right and 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 what yeah. the lines are supposed to be you know what it's all about like why would you put some poles on a circle you know you know what is, what is that all about and and how am i going to let the let the poles do the work right in, in mm-hmm. adjusting the horse's stride and then and then the rider just can can kind of go along with with their horse as the horse does the adjustments i think that's an, an important tool to be able to just ride the horse forward to to a canter pole for for example and let the horse figure out you know how, how that's gonna how that's gonna work through through their body yes and i am a big fan of that and people used to be taught that way a few decades ago it was much more of a it's the rider's job to stay out of the horse's way um and yes i am a big proponent of of that idea yes this book does allow itself lend itself to you uh being able to teach uh horses that way as well as laying out different uh difficulty tracks a beginner track and a more advanced track you may take to go over the same obstacle or get to the same jump yeah and and the other thing too is that maybe reese will back me up on this but she's always just talking about geometry you know and and, yeah and uh Mm -hmm. That's one of her favorite things. Geometry, you know, and, Geometry! and <laughs> drives her crazy. So uh, I, think, I think there's some some great uh, some great exercises just to work on plain old simple geometry. I find a lot of times with people, I mean, we're, I, I teach incredibly intelligent people, right? But they get up there and they think they just get really confused really quickly. They and, do. you know, because yep. it, it, it is confusing, you know, and, you know, then we stop and we take some time to, okay, how many meters between this and this? And th- again, very intelligent people, they look at it and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I got it. You know, so, but you lose so <laughs> but then they many don't. points. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, say but then they don't. <laughs> and then they lose points. And they're like, why did I lose points? I'm like, uh, well, you know, again, I will never forget when I was a kid, there was an older judge, German judge. She's long past. Her name was Irene. And um, we were at a little schooling show at Masterson Station Park, which we still have in Lexington. It's a free park. Anyone can go ride. And there are all these schooling shows there. And she wrote on my test. That was a 19 meter circle, not a 20 meter circle. And she took off points and I was so mad. I came back to my mom. I mean, I was, you know, young, 10, 12, something like that. And I was like, mom, that judge is so mean. Like she took off for this score. Right. And my mom looked at me and she said, well, the paper says it needs to be 20 meters and you rode 19 meters. And she was right. And I was like, (gasps) But I never forgot it, right? I never forgot. And from that moment on, I will thank dear Irene, who's passed, like, 
she taught me a huge lesson that I would use my entire career. And as Phil makes fun of me, I use it every day. It's like, if it's 15 meters, you need to ride a 15 meter circle because I, number I, I, know, one, I know where that is. Yeah. I know just, what it is. Just be, how to do just it. be aware and, of the different markers, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> within the arena that, that will help you get to your points at yeah. least, you know? Yeah. So, so I, 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 we laugh, but it is actually very true and something that it's really important to, to remember as you, as you do school, your, your tests. And this book is great. Again, I think I have learned over time, you know, some people are visual, some are are auditory, some are, they want to see videos, some want to read. Um, and that's why we, one of the reasons we do this book club, because, uh, I do feel like it's really important that a lot of people like to read and like to see it on paper. Um, and so I think this book is one of those books that's phenomenal when it comes to, to helping people learn things like that. So Isabel, we are so, this has been such a fun conversation. And this is one of the reasons we love the horse radio network auditor page that you can uh, go to the website and you can sign up because you get to do cool things like this to come on and, and get a, a complimentary book from us and discuss the book with us. Um, so Isabel, we're so thankful that you were able to come on and uh, we hope we will keep you as a listener here on the dressage radio show. Not that horses in the morning isn't awesome. We love them too, gotcha. but we're thankful you were, came on with us. Well, thank you for sending me the book and for inviting me. I had a great time and it is a fantastic book. You made a great pick here. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks so much for your time tonight. All right, guys. Take care. The Horsemanship Radio Podcast is dedicated to the advancement of great horsemanship throughout the world. Monty Roberts often stops by to present on this podcast, hosted by his daughter and legacy strategist, Debbie Roberts-Lauks. The show includes segments, tips, and interviews exploring effective training centered on the well-being of the horse. This multiple award-winning podcast has 1.6 million downloads to date. Horsemanshipradio.com, sponsored by Hands-On Gloves and Monty Roberts University. Well, tonight, it is really exciting for us to have Cody Harrelson. She is a five-star rider this week, and I've seen her develop Bosco, her horse, and I'm just so thrilled for her and excited to have her back on the show. Cody, welcome back. Hi, thanks. I'm excited to be here. Well, you have had quite a week. Can you kind of tell everybody who's listening to the show, what is the five-star? Uh, let's start there. What is the five-star and why is it such a big deal? So the five-star is the biggest show that we have here down in Wellington. Um, it's kind of one of the most prestigious ones. You have to be invited to enter it and um, not anybody can just sign up and go, but you you declare that you'd like to do it and then they select a few people who get to go and we put it at a different venue at that West. So it's at a bigger and a different atmosphere for the horses. So it's nice to get away from global and, and see it, but yeah, so it's invitation and it's our biggest competition that we have down here in Wellington. Well, that's great because it, it obviously t- shows us that you've had an amazing season. So we're going to talk a, a little bit, tell us about yourself and also with Bosco. Okay. I've had him for eight years now. I, was looking for a young rider horse. Um, and I went with, I was working for Lars Peterson and Melissa Taylor and I was about to go back to college. And Melissa said, well, I'm about to go to Denmark. If you want to go with me, we can just maybe look at some horses. And I was like, Oh, that sounds really exciting. So we went. Um, and from the moment I sat on him, I had the biggest smile. I knew he was the one from the get go. So yeah, that's when I found him eight years ago as a young rider horse. And 
we struggled through the beginning. It was a lot of one step forward, two steps backwards, but we kept trucking along. And with the help of Lars, we developed him through the U25 and now the Senior Grand Prix. And it's been a really fun and exciting journey to not only learn the Grand Prix myself, but to learn with him and teach him at the same time. So uh, what what would you say, that what level w- was he at when you brought him over from Denmark? So he was pretty much ready to go pre-St. George. There was a couple, the changes have always been easy and his highlight. Uh, the lateral movements were a little bit harder. The pirouettes weren't quite fully confirmed and the half passes weren't so easy, but he was, I, I think if a better rider was on him, they could have easily done a better pre-St. George than I was doing. That's not true. I think, you know, I think that's such a good point, right? Is that, you know, you've developed this horse and as you develop horses, sometimes there's highs and lows, right? And I think that that's just such a cool highlight to your story is that it's not always perfect. And you may go through periods of time that are hard. And when you have a horse for eight years, you're definitely going to have highs and lows. So what made you kind of stick with him, if that makes sense? He has the most heart of any horse that I've ever sat on. He never said no. And I had to realize that as much as I was struggling to teach him these things, he also was struggling to understand what I wanted because, you know, I wasn't a trainer. I had been riding and I was aspiring to be one and I was dreaming of being one, but I didn't know how to teach the piaf and the passage and the ones. So we just kind of struggled through it together. And at least on the ground, I've never loved a horse as much. I mean, he's like a dog. He's just, he's, sweet and he's so he's the same horse every day whether you go to this five star and you know in a big venue or just in our backyard i had him in kansas for a little while and i think the second day i got on a bareback and <laughs> went down the dirt roads i mean it was probably stupid looking back now but you know he's just a good boy and a good soul and i knew he was never going to leave me so uh, this season, you've had uh, quite a bit of success. Do you want to do you want to tell us about uh, your previous competitions and and hopefully what you're aspiring to, um, you know, in this five star and and well throughout this year? Yeah, sure. Um, so we moved up to the Senior Grand Prix last year was our first one in twenty 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 two, and it was a little bit of a uh, learn as you go experience. We had some good ones and some really not so good ones. Um, and I had to learn to ride the horse that I have now, not the horse that I had three years ago. And so he, let's see, we started this year at Terra Nova, um, at that new show. So it was actually the end of 2022. Um, and he was so good. Again, it was a new venue. It was a little bit cooler. He was really excited. And I think that was one of our best outings or it, it was a good confidence builder going into this season. And then he just kept improving. Our first show, I think, was week one. Um, and we, I think we got a personal best in our Grand Prix. I can't remember. Well, we've had a couple personal bests this year. So it's exciting to go out there and do better than you did before. And he's 16 this year. So for him to continue to prove that he's not done yet is really, you know, nice to have. But yeah, so we have the five star this week. Um, and then I'm not actually sure what's after that. I would love to do a Nations Cup on him. But we'll just see where it leads us, and I'm not really pressured to do one thing or the other. Like I said, he's 16, so I'm just going to let him tell me when he's ready to be done. And until then, we're going to keep trying to go out there and get better each time. I love it. So 
Cody, tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing in your career now, because he really has been the horse to really propel you to now becoming a real horse trainer, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so I started riding when I was gosh, four and just never fell out of it. I, um, have loved it since the first time I sat on a horse and I was new. I wanted to be a trainer. And so my first job was when I was 16, I was a working student and, um, for a lady in Texas, her name was Donna Wright. And she was the best thing that could have happened to me. She put me on a lunge line twice a day, like lunge line lessons twice a day for over a year. And I, I was so bad. I could not sit the trot to save my life. Um, and she was like, you're not, you're never going to be a trainer if you don't get this down. Um, so she spent a lot of time on me. And then from there, I actually did a small working student job internship in Germany at Stahl Romsbrock. Um, and then I came back and wanted, I, I left school. I wanted to go to college. Um, and I went to community college for a little while. And then I moved down here to Florida for the summer and took a job for a lady named Felicia Chandler. And I was there for, I think, six months. And then I actually, I just emailed Lars and my friend had been like, oh, have you ever, do you know him? Like, I think he's looking for workers. If you are looking to, you know, go into a top farm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. So I emailed him and he got right back to me and I started there and I was there for five years and I tried to do school. I was there and I did some online and then eventually just, I didn't finish. But uh, yeah, so I became a working student for him. and after about a year there, that's when I found Bosco and he helped me continue to learn not only how to ride the horses, but how to start to train the horses. And he's really been one of the biggest influences on me because he was also, aside from Donna, he's the other one who I think really believed in me and gave me a bit of a push and um, taught me not only how to have a correct position, like that wasn't his thing, but how to really feel what you're riding and ride the horses under you, not ride necessarily what's technically correct all the time. You know, you feel what's happening and you adjust your training to each horse. And so, yes, I was there for, like I said, five years and now I'm on my own and I still work with Lars, but I'm really lucky. I have some nice young horses and some clients and some sales horses and just living the dream down here. <laughs> this is tacky as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's really true. And it's been so fun to watch you live your dream and to see you last night. Last night, we record on a Thursday just to give everybody the timing. Uh, this will come out actually after the five star is done. So Cody, what are you looking for tomorrow in the freestyle? What's your, what's your plan? Well, the freestyle is our favorite. Um, it's always fun, no matter how it goes. It's fun to go out there and ride to the music that I think suits him the best and kind of a crowd pleasing moment, you know, um, for everybody and everybody gets into it. So my plan is to go out there and show his highlights off a little bit more than I was able to on Wednesday, you know, his Piaf and his massage are usually, um, quite strong points and, you know, go out there and our music is actually rock and roll, which I think suits him so well. So it's gonna be fun. Go out there under the lights. It's supposed to be a little bit chilly, which is nice for him. He's a cold weather kind of guy and <laughs> go out there and give it our best. I love it. Well, Cody, we are going to be cheering you on. I'm going to try and start the wave. I already told you after you're done, uh, but I'm really excited for you tomorrow. And Cody, how can our listeners find you online if they want to learn more information about you or Bosco? Uh, really, we just have an Instagram. It's just Cody Harrison, C-O-D-I Harrison. Um, and that's really all the handles I have. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, good luck tomorrow, Cody. We're going to be cheering you on. Thank you so much.
tonight, we have a great judge's tip from Katie Pogue. Currently, she's a small R judge, but she's working on her large R. Katie, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, you've been working with these new tips. You're coming down here in a couple of weeks for your large R, working toward that license. So talk to us. You, I know you have great tips for us, so I'll let you get started. My tip for today is in thinking about your tests and whether you're watching things from a judge's perspective or even watching your students as a trainer go through the tests and you want them to bring out the most and not lose easy points. I suggest to think about your test as a story. And as you're writing your test, each movement is like a sentence and you have to complete each movement. You have to make it to the rail at your half path. You have to make it to that letter for a transition and finish that circle and make things accurate. And what I try to tell students is to complete each movement like it is a sentence. And then each sentence works together with another sentence to build a paragraph, to build a story. And then by the end of the test, you have written a story and have presented your horse and the harmony and shining as best as you can. And I just see too many points lost for people anticipating the next thing, skipping a letter, skipping a corner, and just sort of not completing each movement, taking a deep breath, and then going to the next. I think that people should just take a deep breath, enjoy their horse, complete that movement, and build it to the next one. And tell their wonderful story about their horse and enjoy their ride. I, I, I like this advice. You know, I, I, I was just thinking about, about your metaphor and, you know, your, your sentences also um, should have punctuation, right? So yes. if you're writing, if you're writing a, um, maybe it's a highlight movement for you is extended trot. Well, your extended trot should finish with an exclamation. You know, so this is extended trot and, and like, boom, and, and punctuate it, right? Um, yep. Instead of, instead of just going, kind of going around and, and, and the punctuation should never be a question mark. So uh, a judge should see your sentences and, and not have a question mark about, well, was that a half pass? Was that a 10 meter circle? Right. Is that a 15 <laughs> meter circle? You know, so you can a run a run on sentence. They're just racing around. Run on sentence. No yeah. punctuation. Can I finish? No Can period. I finish? No comma. No commas. No, you know, no no periods. Just just blah. You know, kind of here it is. Just so, a run uh, on. Know. I I like those. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as and as a judge, you know, for so long it seems like, and and as a kid coming along, you know, you're almost afraid of the judge, and now being kind of on the other side. The judges, we really do want you to succeed. We really do want you to enjoy it, bring out the best in your horse. And so it, it is, we want to see you get all the points that you can get. But I love that because Katie, you're a rider, you're a trainer. You've been doing this. We've all been doing this a long time, but it, you know, truly that is, that is what you want the judge to be right. You've done all the things, you know. And so when you say something, you're really, truly trying to say something, which I think is fantastic. Right. And you're, you're very empathetic as well. Cause you've been there. Yes. We, we, we have all been there. 
through the, through the good and the bad and we enjoy it. And these horses are fabulous and we keep doing again and learning and having the radio show and discussions. And it just keeps everybody working together and learning together and makes a really good bond. And I think that's just great for this sport. I love it. Tell your story, have your paragraphs, have, don't have run on sentences. I think it's fantastic. (laughs) Have some punctuation. Have some half false punctuation. Love it. (laughs) Well, Katie, thank you so much. That was a great tip. How can our listeners find you online? You can look me up at katiepogdressage.com or you can contact me at katiepogdressage at yahoo.com. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Katie. Thanks so much. Well, Phil, as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. We actually have a great listener question next week we're going to answer. So we love them. We read them and we get them in the queue and get great people to answer them. And as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is probably through Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a great show. That's Kentucky Performance Products. If you'd like to support our show and the Horse Radio Network, you can do that through the auditor program found at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week.